Hello and welcome back to The Trainer's Tribe. My name is Kyle Wood and joining me shortly will be my co-host Dale Sidebottom. Now today's episode is a continuation of last week's episode uh, where we were talking about what we think is important when you return to training people face-to-face. So we're not just talking about you guys know all about the safety stuff. So what we've put together is seven guideposts about how to approach, how to nurture your clients as they come back into training again, and how to make sure you look after yourself as well. So in last week's episode, which you'll probably want to listen to first, if you're just joining us now, uh, we covered the first four guideposts, and today we'll be covering the final three guideposts. All right, let's dive right in. Cool. Next one. Great time to increase your prices. Ooh. Now mm. there's a there's a two there's a double whammy here because okay. some people don't have employment. So you may you may need to, mm. as we said before, when you speak to all your clients, that you may need to say, "Hey, I know you don't have a job now, but I want you to come back and train." Um, and when you get employment or whatever down the track, we'll sort that out. And it could be a really nice way for you to gain a client for life, you know, by putting that support out there and just, and again, that's kindness. Um, Yeah. But you might offer premium services now. And um, I know I've always been really laxy-daisy with my prices. I'll just do it for this or I'll just do it for that. Whereas now I'm like, no, I've got a couple of new clients. I'm like, this is what I charge. And they're like, yep, no Mm. worries. And I've always, I was like, oh, should I tell other people or, but I'm just saying, I reckon, great chance now to set a new benchmark. And, yep. um, but again, you've got to know each person's situation. Uh, but I think, yeah, great opportunity to increase your prices if you feel that that's something that you deserve more for what you're, you're offering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good time to reassess because I'm often surprised at how many trainers I talk to who I think are doing really well from the outside, you know, like, seeing their social media stuff, you know, just interactions with them over the years. And then when we actually talk about numbers and figures, um, you know, they're running multiple sessions a week. They, they, you know, they tell me that they maybe only bring home a hundred bucks a month in their pocket that by the time they're paying like fees, you know, taxes, you know, upkeep, everything on their equipment that they, they're, there's so little profit margin in what they do. And it's tough because I know they're the type of personality who really wants to help people. Um, and so it's hard to see that factor, you know, going on. But then I also know like not earning money from this thing that they do can often be the reason why they have to stop doing it. And so that's why I often say to trainers that you're actually being selfish by not charging enough to keep yourself in business because there's no point <laughs> charging peanuts if you can't stick around and keep doing what you're you're doing. Um, so a good, I, I like the price increase and one amount I recommend trainers, I'm like, start with 20%. 20% price increase isn't like a, like, you know, over the top, you, you know, it'll probably feel a bit uncomfortable, but it's not going to be as uncomfortable as if I tell you to 
double your prices, <laughs> which I have had a trainer do and it was very well for her. She doubled and then 12 months later doubled again because her prices were so low. Uh, they must so, have been crazy low, Kyle. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You actually know this trainer. Um, yeah, and and she only lost, um, I think, over the two price increases, about 20% of her clients, but she was, you know, earning quadruple what she was earning before. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's just my advice. And you can do different things. So, you can like, yeah, you can grandfather people in. Like you said, new clients, this is the price. Grandfathering people in is when you say to your old clients, you know, as long as you stay consistent, <clears throat> you can stay at the old price. Uh, but you might just decide, you know, 20% is not a huge amount. You might just say, hey, this is what's happening. Uh, and it gives you the opportunity, like you said, for clients who are on that you have that are going through really, you know, financial, a lot of financial stress. It gives you the opportunity to say, hey, you can train for three for free for the next three months. And because you're earning enough money, it's no, you know, water off your back. It's not like that's going to put you in a financial situation that, that you know, dire financial situation. And, um, you know, I did this with, with Bootcraft at the start of this as well. Like I put out and offered, you know, a special um, deal on Bootcraft because I knew a lot of trainers were going through a rough time. Put, put a limit on it. Don't say, okay, you can just come for free for now. Say for the next three months because then that gives you an opportunity to have a conversation with them, them again then. And at that point, they might be able to pay again or they might be able to pay like half price and you can go, okay, you go half price the next three months. And then, yeah, keep, but it'll, it'll keep them on. Um, it'll keep your numbers up in your classes. And likely if they're struggling, they'll really appreciate having that social contact and support during this time. And that just comes back to that kindness and um Really, I think it comes down to what we spoke about last week about knowing your clients and touching base with them. Like, do you know what I mean? They, they will tell you if they're struggling and they can't come back. And you'll be like, well, that's not acceptable because I want you back and it's not about the money. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, if you put it that yeah. way, oh, and then you'll think about, oh, how am I going to market or get new clients in the future? You won't have to worry about it because what you have done to those people when they were really struggling, they will be the most amazing marketing tools you've ever had but again it's not about doing it for that purpose but these are the things yeah. that happen when you want to help other people with kindness and yeah. i think that's yeah. a really good point that john up your prices from the people that can afford it because a lot of people have probably been saving money at the moment kyle this is what i they're not well doing that's the anything. other side yeah like yeah. they've got more money than like they can't spend it if yeah if, and they yeah. want to help small business how nice would it be if they knew they were helping a fellow boot camper that can't actually afford to come, but their increase in price is the reason yeah. that they're able to come. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I, I've seen businesses do like uh, the buy one, sort of buy one, give one type thing. So it's like, you know, if everything you buy, like uh, will the business will then give one free to someone who really needs it. So, I mean, that's obviously with all different kinds of products, but you could maybe implement something like that. So say, hey, look, prices are going up. But for the next few months, um, we're going to do this like for every, you know, three boot campers, I'm going to like give away a free membership to someone who really needs it and have a little yes. form on your website where people can can apply. And people, in my experience, people don't really take advantage. Like 
of these things. Like you, you might think, oh, everyone's out to get you and, and oh, people are just going to like lie and tell me. No, they're not. Maybe it happens, but the amount of people that you actually help far outweighs the odd person who takes advantage of the program. Yeah. yeah. So, so true. So and, I like that. To, and, and the thing is, if you're so worried about, oh, if that person's going to rip me off or whatever, then don't do it anyway. Do you know what I'm like? Think of the positives. Think of the people you're going to impact instead of the one or two people that may take advantage of you. Yeah, exactly. You're always yeah. going to get that. And then, like we said, yeah. design the first point. Design your bouquet how you want it. You're probably going to cut that person anyway and say, "Hey, it's not a right fit, or we don't, we're, we're overbooked. See you later." Like, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, get rid of those people. Then you don't need them. But the people you look after, they're the ones you want because they'll be so grateful forever, and you will feel amazing yeah. knowing that you are. Ha- Let's be honest, they probably don't have a lot of great things going on in their life, particularly if they've lost employment. So why don't you be that shining light by giving them something to look forward to each week? Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that's – it is a time for us, you know, that people that do have a voice or an opportunity to help, that get out there and do it. I think it's amazing. A couple to go, Kyle. Unless – did you have anything else for that one, mate? Sorry, I sort of cut you off. No, yeah, I know we're trying to keep moving through these – the one thing I was just going to say is if you have clients who are a bit hesitant about taking you up on a free membership, uh, you can, yeah, try and get them to be like, okay, you can have it for free, but you, you know, you do this for me each, each oh, month. Yeah. Maybe if you yep. are using equipment, they stay after the session and, and help it. you clean the equipment or, um, they probably would anyway, you know, mate, or maybe they're honest. like, they're good <laughs> at like social media stuff, or maybe it's like, can you bring, you know, bring a, you know, a few friends along to try it out and, and we'll call it even for, for a couple of months, you know? So yeah, doing, doing stuff like give them a way that they, they then, cause that's good for them as well. Their mental yeah. health, like that they feel like they're contributing for um, their membership too. I like, I like that. And do you know what? Like, like I rudely interrupted you. They probably would do that anyway. Like if they're, do you know what yeah. I mean? But I think giving them the opportunity to say, hey, this yeah. is going to help me and then they feel like yeah. they're helping back in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I particularly think- am thinking of of the Kiwis like with this because my experience with, with people from New Zealand is that you cannot give them anything for free. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, nope, nope, I'm paying for it. It's no. Nah, so that that's who I had in mind. That, and I know there's other, you know, I'm, I'm being general, generalistic by saying just, you know, people in New Zealand. But yeah, if you if that's sort of the culture of your area or your clients, then this is a way you can like give them something for free and help them out, but also let them feel like they're helping you out as well. Yeah, I I, I do like that. I do like that a lot. Uh, it's the way you sort of package it that makes them still feel needed or that they've got yes. a purpose. Um, and I think yeah. that is probably the biggest thing that, you know, people that are out of a job and don't really have much going mm. on at the moment that they don't, they've lost that purpose. So that's where you could offer yeah. it to them. And just even training, having something to do two or three times a week, that could yeah. change. And, and like people suffer in silence. You don't know. And that's what I mean. The power yeah, of yeah. like, it's, I just think we really need to think about that at the moment, mate, because it's, uh, you, you know, you see people and they put on a front, but behind closed doors, that is, it, it's a scary thing. Um, and it, you know, mental health issues are going to be on the rise because of issues that are going to come from everything that's happened. And I think it's going to get worse. So that's what I mean. Giving people a purpose and something to do and something positive. Wow. It's Mm -hmm. really important, mate. 
Yep. I agree. All right. We've got two to go. And I think, I know we've spoke about, we've probably spoke about this one quite a bit, but think of another revenue stream. And why I want to talk about this, Colin, I know you're very passionate about this, is hopefully there's not another coronavirus coming around. Um, but for trainers out there that, if you've got another revenue stream that if something hits your sessions that you can't do, like, I don't know, there might be some, there might be weather, there might be, uh, I, I don't know, there could be something that come around like a coronavirus, but think of another way that, so that you don't have all your eggs in one basket. Mm. What could you do? And hopefully that you've figured something out over the last, how long we've been in lockdown, Cole, about 10, 11 weeks, something like that. Like not lockdown, mm. but, you know, restricted. Um, Surely that you've done something there to bring in revenue that you're like, oh, maybe I could continue doing this and keep building it while you go back to face-to-face. I don't know. I just think it's probably a really good opportunity to, you know, redesign your business so it's not just all face-to-face training because if that's taken away again and it could be, then you don't want to be in this situation where, you know, you're in a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. And uh, you, you would have seen it better than anyone, mate. It's an it's an interesting thing talking about like other revenue streams because there's there is definitely something that that holds people back from doing it and I'm not I'm not sure why um, I don't know if it's the idea because often there's something that you have to put a lot of work into initially and the reward comes much later um, like having children parents. <laughs> <laughs> How much? How much work? We we're just talking about kids before because my nephews are staying here at the moment. Uh, we're babysitting them, and uh, I was just like, "Am we allowed?" Yes, we're allowed to do that because they, they, we really do need to look after them. Uh, I won't go into the details of why, um, but yeah, they're you know, like you put you know so much effort into kids. They grow up. They grow up. They grow up. They grow up. And I'm not saying like because you're going to extract some value from it at the end. But certainly, like, <laughs> it's something you're putting a lot of effort into. And, you know, creating some sort of, like, side project or extra revenue stream is a bit like that as well. It's it's a bit like it's this baby that you feed with your time and attention um, and you're not too sure what's going to happen at the other end of it. You you know, you've got a good idea of what you'd like to happen. But, uh, yeah, I think sometimes that holds people back or the lack of they feel like they don't have the skills to, mm. to do this thing. But um, technology these days is crazy. Like even 10 years ago from when I started, how much stuff, there's so much stuff I know about creating and selling products online that is just redundant now because someone's created a, a piece of software that does it for you <laughs> or like lets you yeah. automate it. Uh, and it's like sometimes I feel like a bit of a dinosaur even in this realm because uh, because stuff, yeah, it's just it's just changing and evolving and becoming uh, better. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think about this. And this, I know you recommend it to people as well and I recommend it. And um, I do often wonder what's holding people back because the opportunity is so much higher. Like even if you were to create a $50 ebook of like your some workouts that that your clients can buy and take when they go on holiday. Now, even if you only sold one of them a month, that's fifty dollars a month for a little bit of work you did that you're getting every month. And it's like if you do that, if you think of that and you do that ten more times, that's now five hundred dollars a month that you're making 
And so this is like the power of positive income, the power of, and you don't know, like I know plenty of authors who wrote eBooks or created courses and, um, you know, the right person shared it and they, they had really hit the nail with it and, and it did, you know, it'd been very financially successful for them. So, uh, yeah, I would say definitely just give it a go. <laughs> mm, I think that, uh, like you just said that I think with boot camps and PTs that you turn up, you train somebody, you get paid, you see what you've done. Whereas starting yeah, yeah. an extra revenue stream, you, yeah. <laughs> You toil and hours. I'm not gonna say it's not easy. Yeah. And I'll be straight up honest. I know you're very honest about this too, Kyle, that creating online products or resources of high quality is hard and it takes years of work. But eventually, somehow someone will just buy it or it'll meet the right need, or you're like, Oh, I could use that now. It's never it's never a waste of time. And and if you've got that no. ebook, then it might only you sell so much. You do. You might only sell one a year, like you said, fifty bucks, but it's on your website or wherever. It builds credibility. That is an yeah. ebook that you've had for five yeah. years. Oh wow, that shows that they know what they're talking about. They've got a little bit yeah. of understanding in this industry. Then you'd be like, all right, why yeah. don't I film myself doing those fifty lessons? And why don't I add that yeah. to a premium subscription? Or things just happen when you start putting it out there. So I think the hardest thing is just actually starting and doing something, yeah. but then don't expect to see a huge financial gain from the start. Do it because you feel proud about it and that it's adding value yeah, to uh, your brand. I think, I think that's yeah. the big one because you will not, and I'll tell you right now, unless you're an absolute, I don't, well, I've never done it, make money straight away from a product ever. And I've been mm. disappointed so many times, but eventually they all come back or you'll repurpose it or you're like, oh, yep. now that's what I need for this thing. or And you're like, oh, I must have done that previously for this. But I don't know. Do you, do you feel the same, yeah. mate? Like that you, you put all this work in, you're like, oh, this is going to be unreal. And then it doesn't yep. sell. And you're like, oh, wow. Oh, what, do, what do I do now? <laughs> like, and So don't if people are out there, don't feel like it's a failure because you'll learn yeah. from it and it's still there and it might come back and be able to use it in a year's time or five years. I don't know. That's right. Yeah. Repurpose things. Um, yeah. I would say like nine, the reason I can put something out there and make money from it straight away is because I've spent time building up this audience, like the people who listen to this podcast and, you know, read bootcamp ideas. And so that's, that's also a good starting point. If you're like, I don't really know what I want to create, but I like the idea of this sort of like passive income thing. Um, start writing or teaching people, you know, things that you do, um, do it in public as Seth Godin says. So do it online. There's a website now called Substack. I think it's what it's called. You can start a blog for free. You don't need a website. You just do it on there and you can optionally charge people money to read it, So, but they can choose. So it's up to them. They can be like, yes, and, and you can choose to make some, posts only available to your um, paid subscribers. But lots of people have been using it at the moment with coronavirus and stuff. They've been, you know, chefs have been going on there and sharing recipes and things. And then they'll share like some recipes that are only for their subscribers. And like I said, like before that would have been like custom website build uh, to create this, you know, like a payment cart. You need to get everything talking to each other. You need like an email platform. Now people have just created these one thing that lets you do all of that. So that's what I would say is like start um, 
start, you know, if you don't know what you want to do yet, at least get out there and start building up an email list, start offering things, start teaching things, start analyzing things. You know, everyone runs, who listens to this presumably runs boot camps. There's no reason you can't analyze what you did in your boot camp afterwards. Um, you know, in terms of like what worked, what didn't work, here was a game, something like that, and share that. And that that's going to add value to every other trainer who reads that. Um, or even if you do it more from a client's perspective, like here's why this exercise works, things like that. Like this, this, ah, there's so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideas are cheap. They they are, but do actually doing them is not. That's, you know, yes, ev- that's everyone's, right. got, everyone's got ideas. Um, I call them gonna, I'm going to do this, going to do that. But actually doing it, <laughs> they, they don't, everyone's going to, going to, going to do something. But the thing is, start yeah. whatever, think about where you want to be with like a product in five years time or, you know, whatever you want to do. And what you need to start thinking about there, exactly what Kyle said is start getting people to follow you that like what you do. And that may relate back to that huge product that you want to eventually have. Because without anybody following you or people liking what you do, you could have the best product in the world. Nobody will know about it besides your family and your mum and dad. That's it. Because yeah. how are they going to find out about it? I know you can pay for ads and different things like this, but building a list organically, oh, it's it does take time. It's hard work. And um I know yep. I've learned a lot from you, Cole, and my other mentor, Jared, um, about doing it. Yep. But the power of it is now, like you just said, it, when I create a new product, I'll release it. And I've got like super fans, I know you will too, that yeah. what, they just will buy anything that I create because they love yep. my message, my values, um, the free stuff that I offer and do. Um, so when I yeah. do have a product, they'll buy it. But that doesn't just happen. That doesn't happen overnight. So that's yeah. you know what I mean, and and you just said that that you you need to invest time in building up that tribe or your support network or or your lists, and there's no better way to do it than an email list. And I know we spoke about this. Oh, I couldn't tell you when, but we did a whole episode nearly on emailing list, didn't we? Yeah, I'll link in the show notes. Actually, yeah. I'll look it up while you're talking. I think I think yeah, we did a we did a whole whole yeah episode on ways. I to- feel like it was episode fourteen. How do you know that? Because <laughs> I had to Did link you just to it guess? before. <laughs> if, uh, if that oh, is... no, wait. No, not 14. Oh, I was uh, gonna... 17. 17. Episode That's 17. Pretty... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good though, mate. Good effort. Um, yeah, so maybe go back and check that out because I know um, obviously that was early on, Kyle, when we – that would have only been – that would have been the first year of doing it and that's how important – we think an email list is that that was one of our, you know, in our top 20 episodes. And I think a lot of those yeah. first 10 were um, interviews anyway. So that's only one of the first topics that we actually spoke about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually there's a good podcast episode while we're talking about this. I just listened to an Amy Porterfield episode of her podcast and she's got some really good tips on how to take uh, Instagram followers or people you're connected with on LinkedIn and get them to sign up to your email list. Oh, so that's a good um, I'll one. share that in the show notes too. That was, were, yeah, it was, I found that really helpful. What were some of the main tips from it? If you could break it down and just give a couple of, uh, does it matter what emailing was, list you use or is that not? No, it's more about um, think about like the common questions people send you. And then instead of like replying to each one manually, say, you know, hey, I'd love to reply manually, 
you know, if I have more time or, you know, like nice, nicely, but mm. then say, hey, I've actually put together a, a list of these that I can uh, email to you. Just just pop your email in here um, and you can start building building it up that way. So look at like what people are asking you, what people are commenting on your stuff. And um, I also want to mention that this is not just for online stuff. Like maybe you don't really, maybe you're not interested in running something online but you would like to do more workshops or, you know, even, or maybe you're planning on growing your boot camp to multiple locations or things like that. Email list is still amazing for this. Like Massive. I said, so you can just <laughs> announce it and say, you know, by, by spending the time building that up, you can then announce to that group of people and say, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're running this workshop this day. Um, Cause it won't just be your clients, your ongoing clients who will attend that. It'll, there'll be other people in the wider community who will be interested and just coming for a one-off as well. Yeah. And I, I think that's, so when I started running my workshops, Kyle, that um, I had people that helped me out, but it's because I had an email list I've been building for years and I knew where, I knew where everyone was in the world. So I could reach out to someone and say, Hey, I'm coming to Dubai. I'm coming to Doha. I'm going yeah. to workshop here. And would you mind helping me promote it? I couldn't have done that and just cold called people, but because people had followed me, I saw the engagement from my emails or through socials. You can reach out to them, um, lock in a venue, lock in whatever, and then they promote it for you. And it's it doesn't sound very hard when I say it like that, but the hard part is getting those contacts, getting that email list so that then you can reach out to somebody. Um, and, I, and I get this question all the time on nearly every podcast I've been on call. Oh, how do you start presenting overseas? Well, it's very simple. It's exactly like you just said, you figure out where you want an email list to be and what you're going to build. If that's in your local community, like you said, because you want to start more boot camps, and you need to have contacts in your local community. If you want to have a global yeah. audience, get a global audience. And it's as simple yeah. as that, but you got to start somewhere. Like you can't just say, yeah. Hey, I'm going to start running workshops overseas or doing extra boot camps without the people to contact yeah. that no one's going to come like, so yeah. even if it is, it, I think it, that is very important. Go to episode 17 and, and listen to it. Cause if you're not doing an email list, Oh, I'll tell you what it's like, and how important it, do you think that is nearly the most important aspect of what you have been able to create the, you know, the impact and the, the reach you've yeah. had easily. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. say that hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And um and and then and then when you get to emailing platforms, I know I'm pretty sure you still use ConvertKit, Kyle. Yep. Yep. So Kyle uses something yep. called ConvertKit. I use something called Active Campaign. Um, but I'm about to change Kyle because they've made it very expensive. And when you get quite a lot of followers, I'm spending too much money for oh, what it jumps it, up. They have, they have. But the thing I really yeah. like about that is um, when people come on my email list, it tells me where they live. So then, yeah. as I said, I can extract anybody in Sydney if I'm going to Sydney and running a workshop yeah. and I can email them. So there's all different ones out there. Um, MailChimp's a really Convert good one. ConvertKit does that now. Do so, they? You know. Oh, yeah. That might be because uh, I am looking. <laughs> I, I was going to go to something called MailerLite. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's a little bit cheaper. Uh, yeah. 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 So, Anyway, <laughs> we could. This is probably a conversation yeah. we need to have. But um, there are so many good platforms out there, guys. So check that out. Um, I've got one to go, Kyle. I don't know if you have got anything more to mention about that email list. But could be another episode we do on that. To be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. We'll keep it moving. We'll do the yeah. last one, and then we can do right here, right now. All right, mate. Sounds good. So the last one is, and this is 
it could be number one or it could be number seven. Be kind to yourself. And I think that is crucial that uh, nearly everybody I've spoken to has really enjoyed a little slower paced life and a little bit mm. more time for themselves. So don't just go back to the rat race and forget how you have felt now. And yeah. that is the biggest thing I'm going to take out of the whole coronavirus thing that, yes, there's been a lot of stress and anxiety, but been able to slow down. And, and that is something that we all need. So for me, really take that time, listen to yourself and be kind to number one, your biggest asset. Yeah. Yeah. And especially if you, which we hope you do undertake some of the things we've talked about, some of the steps we've talked about today, you know, you'll be trying new things, you know, asking clients to, you know, reach out and do acts of kindness and niceness and things like that, or putting your prices up and, it's going to feel uncomfortable and sometimes that's going to maybe come across or it's not going to work. And so just separating that that's not, yeah, not a reflection on you personally as a person. Um, if something doesn't work that you try, it's just, yeah, be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Um, it's, uh, it's that difference between feeling, you know, embarrassed or guilty about something, which is like, oh, whoops, I did a bad thing versus a shame response, which is going to feel much more powerful. And I mean, you know, that's when you're not going to want to talk to anyone about it. Cause you're going to be so embarrassed, well, i.e. shamed. Um, and that's when it's like, I am bad. I am a bad person. I am dumb. You know, instead of being like, I did a dumb thing. I am a dumb person. Um, so watching that language, check yourself. If you find yourself saying, I'm a dumb person, I'm stupid. I, you know, I'm a bad person. I, like re reframe that and be like, no, you're, you're a good person. You're a whole complete person. You just made a mistake or you just did a dumb, dumb thing. Um, and then you can, you know, move on with it as well. Mm. It's a, it's a tip. lesson though. There's no such thing as, there's no such thing as a dumb mistake. It's, do you know what I mean? You've, you've done something and you'll learn from it. It's a lesson. You know, yeah. It's just the way you talk to yourself. And if you're constantly putting yourself down, then, then other people will see that too. And like, I don't know if you, you need to love yourself and speak highly of yourself. Don't, don't put yeah. yourself down like that. Like that's horrific. If you're doing that, maybe really think about it because you've got to be kind to yourself. If you're not kind to yourself, no one yeah. else will be either. Yeah. And don't let anyone else speak to you like that as well. No I, I, and again, conversations I have with trainers, especially female trainers. And, you know, I guess easy for me to say as a man, but some of the language that they're, their partners use to describe their business or what they do. And you, yeah, you guys got to stand up for yourself because it's not okay for someone that's going to impact your business and the way you shop for your business. If you've got someone in your ear all the time saying, you know, that it's a waste of time or that it's stupid or um, of course that's going to impact the way you feel as well. So you need to um, set some boundaries. We should do an episode on boundaries if we haven't already. I think we might have done one. We should that's definitely a, do an episode on boundaries. That's good. I, I like that though, because too often I hear put people put themselves down. I know I used to, but yeah, it, it, it really, I, I find it really upsetting when I see people put themselves down or, or belittle themselves. I'm like, Oh, please don't do that. Like it's, mm. uh, you know, you need to love yourself and that's plain and simple and find ways if you don't. All right then be kind to yourself and start putting things into place so that, you know, you are your biggest asset and you promote yourself and you love yourself and you talk about yourself because no one else is going to, unless you do yourself. So 
Anyway, that could be a really good episode, mate. I reckon maybe. I like how we're talking about relaunching a business and we end up talking about like self-esteem. Yeah, but again. (laughs) That's what I love. And I love that about this podcast that that is the approach we take because personally, you and I, this is stuff that's important to us in running Hmm. our business. And I really like that we get to share this with other people. This sort of behind the scenes stuff instead of just the surface stuff that you hear a lot of the people talking about, um, you know, like seven steps to be a business would be like, you know, use this marketing <laughs> funnel and do yeah, this yeah, and yeah. do that. And, and I like that we get to approach it from a different angle, which I think is equally important. Mm. Well, I, I think that's just what the way we both are and why we connect with each other is because I don't want to sell funnels. I don't want to talk about that. That's not going to work for everyone. So um, mm. yeah, hopefully, hopefully one of those points, maybe something you can action. Like don't, don't go and try and do them all. Like, don't say, right, I'm going to do all seven actions that Dale and Kyle said. Like, that's a great idea. Don't. That's not going to work either. <laughs> so maybe pick one or two and start small with those and then gradually you can increase others if you want to. But I think just yeah. taking action of one of them, Kyle, is always a really positive thing. 100%. I agree. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think that's it. Cool, mate. For I like today. it. Well, nice. Uh, Great. I, I like that episode. I know we went, we do it all the time, guys. I go, didn't go on as many rants. Kyle, you went on a couple of rants today as well. It's good. I like it. But uh, probably <laughs> probably one to go when it all comes back to everything, relaunching your business is build a following. And um, that can be on socials, but also um, an emailing list. It, there is none better. It is the best way to do it. Um, yeah. Because not everyone's always on social media and you can't directly target people, whereas with a good email list, you can do that. So that might be, yeah. you know, go back to episode 17 and, and check that out. I think that is a really important message to take away from what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I agree. All right. We will farewell the listeners. See you guys. <laughs> we'll be in your ears again soon. <laughs> Cheerio. <All right. laughs>